1: I know the feeling, Jason. Can't turn it off. Can't turn it off. Uh, We love talking to Hennepin County Sheriff DeWanna Witt because uh, we can talk about, obviously, things going on in her department, but many, many other topics. But let me start with this because we usually have the sheriff in studio here. And, Sheriff, she's on the uh, the John Schuster Banker hotline. i got to be honest. I think being a sheriff, you automatically are a brave person. So I'm questioning your courage, Sheriff, that you can't walk over here even in the cold <laughs> weather. What is going on? We'd love to see you in person.
2: I promise I'll be there next time in person. But, yeah, you know what? When it comes to this kind of cold, <laughs> I'm a coward. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay to admit it that's no. the first step hey you know yeah. we were just talking politics sheriff and obviously you're a law enforcement officer but a politician also because you had to run for office i guess how glued are you to the political environment and politics in general uh, is that something that you like to follow or is that just like noise that kind of gets in the way of you having just a, a regularly normal day or life
2: you know, I think it's a little bit of both. Yes, ran for office, so that does technically make me a p- politician. But as you know, I like to be authentic, make sure that I am being right. a voice of the people and not putting politics over what the needs of our uh, the people in our communities are asking us for.
1: Does it concern you? I brought this up um, a couple of weeks ago about just the this the divisive nature of politics nowadays and that, you know, there's a certain segment of the population that feels like you know, violence would be necessary to achieve their political goals. How much is that on your radar about the possibility of violence kind of associated with an election year or uh, as, as things get heated up uh, when we talk politics?
2: Well, you know, I've said it before where people are throwing around the term public safety like um, just every day. And yep. I ask people all the time, ask people when they mention public safety, do they include policing? Because people have different definitions about what public safety looks like. And, you know, we know that um, policing, law enforcement, has to be a part of that conversation. You know, we need people out here that are keeping people safe, you know, bravely doing so. So, you know, public safety, does that include policing? That needs to be the question that we need to ask our elected officials so that we can get honest answers because people are talking about how they don't feel safe and they're looking at all of the rhetoric that's going on in the communities and people just want to simply feel safe
1: that's a great point especially because we've got another legislative session about to start how uh, how f- are you going to be a frequent visitor to the capitol this year to ensure that uh, your de- definition of public safety that you just laid out is one that is recognized by lawmakers uh, of both parties
2: Yes, we have to show up and we have to use our voices. I I do plan on being um, at the Capitol uh, quite a bit, as time allows. And also, you know, as a member of the Minnesota Sheriff's Association, you know, we've talked Mm -hmm. um, amongst ourselves, too, about making sure that we are present there so that we are being in those conversations around public safety and policing to be more specific.
1: Is there one piece of legislation, I don't mean to put you on the spot, is there one that's on your radar this year that may come up that, that you want to make sure you and your fellow colleagues' voices are heard on?
2: Well, there, <laughs> there's a few. We know we still have the school resource officer as right. a hot topic right yep. now, so... Yep. That's just one, but, you know, being a sheriff and then thinking about, like, one of the biggest liabilities of every sheriff, which is the jail, you know, um, something uh, that we'll be lobbying for is the waiver 1115 so that we can make sure that we have continuity of care for the people that are in our custody, um, and it doesn't uh, break the budget for the sheriffs. How about that? So. Yeah,
1: so that, that's great top. So that, that would involve, you know, having people staffed in jails who are ready to respond should an emergency come up? Come up? Is thats that, is that- what you're arguing for, and is that uh, that a critical point right now where we don't have that in county jails?
2: Well, you know, we do have that, but this is more specifically talking about the physical and the mental health of the people that are in our custody. You know, we know that what we see in our communities are also reflective of what we're seeing in our jails. Um, and sadly, you know, sometimes, you know, when we get people in custody, they're cut off from insurance. And then for those who are ready, who are at that point where they want to do better and be better and accept those services, they have to go back and try to establish getting some kind of insurance so they can continue that continuity of care. And then the other piece of that is like when we're talking about like budgetary issues, you know, we were well over budget doing what we needed to do, which is providing care for the people in our custody, you know, that health care is very expensive. So, you know, looking for some support in, in that and making sure, again, um, the continuity of care is is has to be something that we're talking about. You know, Hennepin County Jail being a pretrial facility, over 80% of the people that are in our custody do go back in their community. So we want to, when they leave here, we at least need to do our best in making sure that they receive um, whatever services to hopefully keep them from coming back.
1: Such a great point. We were talking to Hennepin County Sheriff Dewana Witt. She's on the uh, John Schuster Cobble Banker Hotline. We started talking about the cold, but it is a real problem. When it's this cold, I I, just, I always think about when I'm walking downtown, people who have no home, the homeless people who have to brave this cold and just you feel so bad and feel so vulnerable for them. How does your office, I guess, monitor those folks, people who really get into trouble and need help uh, when it gets this bad?
2: You know, um, so Hennepin County as a whole is doing a lot of work. You know, we still have street outreach um, people that are on the ground. We've opened up warming centers. We're still working on getting people into secure and safe housing. And then, you know, the winter overflow shelters, you know, for families, um, that is something that has been increased. You know, and something if I could uh, bring the attention to your listeners, to is, you know, we have a site where people can go to for that inter- information, and that's hennepin.us backslash stay warm. So a lot of work um, is being done on that, you know, but we also need to talk about, you know, the people that are experiencing this homelessness, they do need help. Yep. And we know that encampments have um, a lot of issues around it to include safety, to include crime and things like that. It is irresponsible, um, and inhumane to allow this to exist, you know, for multiple months at a time, and especially when we have such extreme cold temperatures right now.
1: Is that uh, has your office been involved with? Because uh, we've seen this; it's almost like whack-a-mole, where we've you know we we take one of these encampments down, and we see another one spring up. Is, is your office involved with some of the control of those, or is that primarily uh, the cities and local police departments that handle that?
2: well, it's primarily the cities, unless it's on county property. Um, as far as the encampments go, as far as the sheriff's office go, we have not had a um, a lot of involvement with that when on city property. However, the uh, Hennepin County as a whole has been providing some of the resources in trying to make sure that we get people to safe and um, warm, stable housing.
1: Uh, another topic I wanted to bring up with you because I think a lot of people, you know, you, you assume that law enforcement agencies, whether police or county sheriff, uh, do similar work, but I we were talking the other day about road enforcement because one of the things that happened during the pandemic that seems to have continued is people driving like knuckleheads, uh, Mm -hmm. using the roads just crazily. I see it almost every single day. What kind of patrol, uh, enforcement uh, does your office have? Is it strictly like county, rural county roads or how often I guess, does your, uh, do your deputies get involved with like traffic enforcement?
2: Every day, you know, um, we recently assigned uh, a deputy to the um, Towards Zero Death initiative. That's the first time that this office has done that to enforce uh, so that we can have DUI enforcement all the time. But to answer your question about being in the cities and then versus the rural areas, you know, as you know, the sheriff has oversight over the entire county. We go where we are needed. Yes, um, you could say maybe f- four or five years ago that we had a bigger um, um imprint in the in the suburbs and then more rural areas and cities that contract with the sheriff's office, but as we see with uh, challenging times our presence has been requested everywhere to include the city of Minneapolis, so we're doing that as well, you know, and and our patrol um, in general, they increase their traffic enforcement details with some of the other cities making sure that we partner up throughout the county so it's it's a it's a big job, but uh, as you brought up, you know, driving crazy is exactly what we've seen <laughs> uh, throughout the county. You know, just as recent as this past weekend, you know, uh, one of our deputies who was contr- um, conducting a, a speed traffic safety uh, witnessed a car driving over eighty miles an hour in a sixty hour or mile, sixty hour mile per hour zone, and in the, when he did that and um, initiated traffic stop that vehicle refused to stop. Um, the result of that incident was um, the, the car was safely pitted. Um, but then that car started ramming into one of our squads, as well as one of our uh, city agency squads. I nice. believe it was uh, Brooklyn Park, or maybe not Brooklyn Park. I forget the city, but um, but was ramming into it in, huh. in the event to try to get away he was ultimately arrested, you know, um, for um, felony flee, as well as suspected um, driving under the influence. But, you know, that's that's just one point, you know, when we're looking at even like the auto auto theft, you know, which um, seems to be increasing yep. for in 2024. Um, you know, what are we doing? So in 2024, you know, I hired several uh, new detectives. We're going to we're starting off a auto um, theft task force so that is something that the residents of hennepin county are going to be seeing and we're going to be teaming up with some of our city agencies within the county to combat the auto theft uh increase that we're seeing so and then when we talk about okay who are we seeing still this uh, stealing these cars you know oftentimes they're committed by juvenile offenders and you know um and then we know that when kids are driving these stolen cars they're being reckless and they're being aggressive you know, um so we're seeing all of these things and we are trying to keep up with the trend that's out there, um, with enforcement. And so yeah, it's 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 a big <laughs> it's a big issue. I mean, we've seen the stats, you know, when you compared Hennepin and Ramsey, you know, we're not doing great in that. So again, made the decision that we are gonna um start up our own task force to deal with uh, the auto theft that we're seeing.
1: Did you mean uh, that Ramsey County seems to have a leg up here that is doing better than your county currently?
2: Yep, they they are. They had a tremendous decrease in the number of auto thefts over the last couple of years. And, you know, I think that's a lot of credit to um, Bob Fletcher and the Ramsey County Sheriff's Office on, like, say, their CAT team. So we are going to be initiating something similar to to what they've been doing, again, being more proactive, not just with the recovery of vehicles, but actually stopping the vehicles from being stolen. So there's a lot of work to be done there as we are forming this new team, but we have um, the people accredited to, you know, us being able to to, uh, attract um, experienced detectives and uh, task force members from around the county to do this work. You know, again, we are very blessed that um, there are people still willing to to do this job, at, especially when times are as difficult as they are now. So,
1: yeah. and I'm glad you pointed out that it's it's clear that you know it's juveniles that are doing most of these auto thefts, and enforcement is one thing, and bringing you know those kids to justice is of one thing. But stopping them from wanting to steal cars in the first place should be a huge goal here. And I know, obviously, you don't have the answer to that. If the person who would have the answer to that, uh, we need to step forward. But if you had to address that, I guess, what 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 comes top of mind to stopping that in the first place?
2: Well, we do know that some of these juveniles are doing it for the thrill. We've had juveniles where they enticed law enforcement to chase them, Jeez. just for that thrill, Jeez. you know? Um, so, you know, that's just one piece of it. But, but when we talk about why are they doing it, you know, is it just the thrill or is it because um, they think nothing will happen to them? You know, kids inherently think that they're invincible, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and they think that they're smarter than the adults. And hey, a lot of times, I guess maybe they are. But you know, um, the ability for them to realize that what they are doing is unsafe and then also putting the public and others um, above them is not something that they're good at. So, you know, there's, there's got to be an education piece to this, right, uh, as well as an enforcement piece.
1: Sheriff, uh, we're out of time. Thank you so much for joining us. We always love having you and we hope to have you again real soon uh, when it's warmer and you can we can see your uh, lovely face in person. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs>